This is the School Success Podcast, a podcast for school leaders to learn from other school leaders what's working and what's not, and to get inspiration and encouragement, as well as strategies to grow school enrollment, connect with families, retain teachers, recruit teachers, and everything in between. You guys are heroes, and I cannot thank you enough for pouring into this next generation that's coming behind us. My goal is you will take at least one thing away from every episode that you can take back to your school to make it better than it is right now. Please enjoy the School Success Podcast. Hey, School Success Makers, welcome to another edition of the School Success Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Slater, joined by a good friend of mine right outside the D.C. area in Virginia, Lorraine Hewitt, who is the head of school of Dominion Ridge Academy, and they're doing some really, really cool stuff. So, of course, I had to have her on the podcast because why not? But before I pass it off to introduce herself, I do want to highlight our amazing sponsors over at America's Christian Credit Union. This year, they're celebrating 65 years of service. And they have provided essential school banking services and a tuition financing program for schools who are looking to reduce their risk and administrative burden. And you guys can learn all about the things that they offer out their website, americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. It's americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. My favorite thing that they offer for schools is their tuition financing program. So you as a Christian school, you can say, hey, families, go over and get a tuition financing loan from America's Christian Credit Union. They would go do that and work directly with ACCU. You guys then would get your funds directly as a school and you won't have to pay anything. You get it all up front so you don't have to chase people throughout the year. And it's a really clean process. And again, it doesn't cost your school anything. So make sure you check them out online to get started at americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. All right. Lorraine, I'm going to pass it off to you to introduce yourself. So Lorraine, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here with you and great to be um, in education today. I'm excited about another year, a year further away from COVID, thank God. And um, I'm at Dominion Ridge Academy, which is a school that um, actually started in 2006, founded by my husband, actually. Um, And we've been running it for all that time. Um, At this point, I'm the superintendent of the school. School does have an inclusion program. It is a Christian-based and classically-based school that has an uh, inclusion program for special needs um, from the get-go. That's been part of our vision and mission from when we started the school. Um, And I'm happy to be here with you and excited to discuss more. Love it. Well, I always start with the, the same question of like, if I was to come visit in your area where you guys live, your city or whatever, what would you say, Mitchell, you got to do this to have the full experience of our city? What, what would I have to do if I were visiting? We're, being in a small town that we are, we actually have an attraction that, if you're a meat lover, is a place called Splunkers. And it's a burger, what I hear, to die for. It is a place that <laughs> to eat, everybody goes and people come from Northern Virginia to actually try the food. For me, I would tell you personally to go on Skyline Drive, which is right down the road from the entrance by my house. It's uh, the views out in Front Royal are amazing. Um, it's a beautiful um, little town and has incredible views. It's it's probably a place where you see God's creation the best. So, I would say hiking and incredible wineries at that too. Okay, love it. Well, thank you. So as we dive into some of the questions for Dominion Ridge and for you guys, what what are some of the challenges you guys are currently up against and how are you combating some of those challenges right now? 
Of course, coming again out of year two, I hate to continue to break through COVID, but most educators believe that anything pre-COVID, it's a new research time for us. So we're happy to be back again, second year in person. Um, Happy to be fully staffed. Obviously, staffing was a challenge in the last couple of years with getting teachers back. And I'm, I'm really excited about the teachers that we have and the commitment to coming back. 660,000 educators left education in the last couple of years. And so finding educators was difficult, but we are fully staffed, number one. And keeping their well-being and, and, being, and taking care of teachers is high on our list, for sure. I would also say that just getting the students back engaged and the parent connections, again, excited to be, it's it's a blessing and it's a struggle because you have the piece where this, everybody's excited to be back in school, but everyone's going at a slower rate um, and just getting engagement with parents and the students back in classes. For us, um, we have a special education program um, and we're really excited. It's been with us since we started. So obviously serving all kids, we believe in teaching all to teach all. So it's important for us to, again, teach all kids, but that special ed program, keeping that going, having the therapist, it's just been challenges all the way through to become the school that we were. And then also to know that we must change because things have changed within our nation, especially within education. It's a great time for pivoting. It's a great time for us to relook at education. Um, I think with every challenge comes more opportunity, and we're excited about the opportunities that Dominion Ridge is taking through this time. Man, it's good. Well, for that for the part of the the special ed program, what is that full? And has that been like a huge blessing where you have so many families trying to get into that program? Since it sounded like from when you and I were talking beforehand, it's not common, I guess, in the area to have that the program you guys have. If I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, is that right? Correct. A lot of I know the new research talks about um, over 80% of the Christian schools actually take children um, with special education, but serving them, research shows about 7% actually serve them. So for our program, where we believe in confidence and competence and sense of belonging, and we want to take the students, we also want to serve them. And so we have a cognitive program through the National Institute of Learning Development that um, is very important for us to take the students and serve them well within, they're included in the classrooms and they also have one-on-one educational therapy as well. So that is used to be about 10% of our population. Post COVID, it's more about 20% of our population just because of the needs of the students. We also have a, an emotional support program that we use and that has up those numbers as well. But yes, we have to keep it at a percentage in order to keep the school as an inclusive school. And we are one that is that's had this program since 2008. So it's it's not new to us, which means that we've been utilizing it. We're actually partners with the National Institute of Learning Development. And it, it is a well-ramped program that's serving a lot of kids. But yes, a lot of kids apply and we have just a certain percentage that we can that we allow to come in just so we keep the school an inclusive school. That's awesome. And you mentioned the teachers, you have full staff. I know that's not super duper common across the country. Is there some, is there some things that you guys had to work through to get to that point? And what were maybe some tips for schools that are listening that are had a hard time filling all the roles and finding staff? Like what are some of the things you guys did to fill those roles? Yeah, it's a great question. A, a lot of research on what teachers were looking for if they were coming back. 
a lot of conferences. There was a lot of focus through conferences teaching, telling us how to reinstate the teachers to come back. Um, and I think the best part is the fact that we were really focusing on well-being. Obviously, being you know a Christian school, we're looking for students, and knowing that we're an inclusive school, so we have to, we're having teachers come back that have to follow you know our, our vision and mission. But just really caring and listening, and part of that well-being begins right away on from the moment you have somebody apply to the interview to just getting to know the teacher. There's a strong culture when you walk into Minya Ridge Academy that there's a community here and we serve each other. And so usually when they come in and they're walking the halls, you can just see that they see it. And that's, you know, that's a lot of what we, we want to represent as, a, as caring for each other, just as we care for our students. But that well-being piece and understanding, even what the Gallup polls have said about teachers and why they have left education and doing the research to see what is needed to meet the needs. Again, everybody's a little different, and so we're all analyzing and pivoting from where we were, but education needs to go on. So it's exciting to be fully staffed and take the time, put the right professional development in, and that just that personal touch to make these teachers feel that they belong and we understand what they need to continue in education. You mentioned before we started recording about the, the, the you live in a really small town, and the, the, I guess the mm-hmm. dynamic is just has its own challenges because it's a smaller town. And I, I think yes. not a, you said, I think I'm not, people aren't making as much in the city as, as other Correct. cities buy. So like, I'm assuming, is that a challenge in and of itself, having a Christian school that's obviously privately funded by parents paying tuition? Is that made a, its own challenge for you guys too? Absolutely. We, we utilize grants and we utilize um, special funding to help the parents with the tuition, but it is a challenge. We do everything we can on our part and then work very carefully with the parents. And and that part is it's, you know, when they're investing in their children this way, we want to make sure that the school's paying back that investment that they're they're looking for. Um, but yes, in our area, we're very, um, we do everything we can to help that tuition piece, but it is very difficult. I'm quite impressed with being having the numbers we have in the school and even in the inflation and what we're facing. Um, so that makes my job um, more intends to make sure what we're giving and what we're offering is exactly what would honor their stewardship and investment for their children to be enrolled at Dominion Ridge Academy. It's important for us to know that um, they're, they're investing in their part, knowing they're, that in this economy, they're doing it, again, it just through grants and funding that we get, we do everything we can to support them. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we talked about challenges. What's going really good, though? Let's talk about some wins that's, that's going on at Dominion Ridge. Well, there's no doubt that, you know, again, having full staff is nice. So we start right off having the right professional development, all the teachers together. We're excited about the the students that are here. We're excited about having the special education program so well and ready to go. We have a saying in the school where, you know, we believe that we're teaching all to teach all, which means our regular ed teachers and special ed teachers are on the same page for the interest of the child. We're excited to have, you know, just the, the classes that are filled and the teachers that we have already. The curriculum is set up. There's been a great amount of support in our membership through the Association of Christian School International that has really helped us get the right training and curriculum for the students. And again, because we're classically based, we mix some curriculum, but just having that and having the intentionality of the support through that and all the changes that have gone on the last two years has been wonderful. So, you know, we, we are excited to be our, our second year of opening 
all our programs, our sports are all back. Our archery program went to nationals last year. Incredible. And they're doing well already. They did their first tournament and scored very high. So we're, we're excited to offer the kids all that they want to offer from volleyball to basketball, the things that are after school, our clubs, our Titus II club. Um, to be fully engaged again and feel like, and I do think the staff even feels like we're really back in school, mm. you know, we're really back. And, and then to be able to pivot and say, what didn't work in education post COVID or pre COVID, what can we change? What are we allowed to do with the opportunities we have? So some of our approach to the classroom is, is different. We really want the teachers to be allowing the students to be engaged as possible. You know, the newest research out there says that teacher engagement or student engagement actually helps the teacher's resilience to stay in education. And, you know, it's the bottom line is that if the teachers aren't sitting there just telling the students what to do all the time, then they won't get so tired. Mm -hmm. So the engagement of the student in the classroom is really important through uh, mediation and then allowing, you know, just uh, this, the teachers to be free. Our, we have a statement that says that our curriculum is um, the tool, but the child is the rule. And with small classes the private school has, we're able to do that, which makes it more exciting for the teachers. That's, that is, no, I love that. That's awesome. I love that you have the sports all back. I'm assuming for the kids are excited for having sports back and all that. Yes. What is the, as you said, I think you mention so you mentioned archery is there like football basketball and stuff I'm assuming not football because that's like needs a lot of kids for that one but what are the sports you guys have volleyball and basketball and then the archery program we run a very strong drama program that begins we have a drama class we have a we're a very fine art school our sports is there no doubt because we also have soccer so we do our spring sports. Our football is just flag football, good enough for us. So we, our sports are all engaged, in, but our drama program is a good 50% of our school as well. We've had productions where we had a, audiences of over a thousand people. I mean, we just have a lot of talent in that piece. Our chapels run through our students through chapel band and we're, we're just always welcoming. And we do have the artist, the musician, but we keep the sports. The sports is absolutely beautiful here too to have. So we even engaged this two years ago, our athletic director came up with a great idea when you couldn't do anything and formed a bowling club, which packed out. So that's actually pretty fun getting engaged in the community and bowling, you know, once a week. And we have a couple of students bowling 300. So you just never know. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> never know. Now I know this is a this is one a question I didn't prepare you for, but every once in a while I, I always like asking about fundraising for for schools because every school cause does some different fundraisers. Some are some are huge, some are smaller. Do you guys do anything in the fundraising world? And if so, what are some of the ones you've done that have been successful for your school that are kind of like a regular repeat that maybe some of the other schools can uh, also do? Well, it's a great question because we have something new that we're doing based on research prior to. In the last, for 10 years, we did the typical galas and the fundraisers that, you know, raised a certain amount of money for anything we needed. We were a part of community fundraisers and we brought in, you know, our fundraising line through that. Now, since we've been, you know, we're the Adria of a school, the research shows in order for school sustainability, private schools is to do, to sell your best product, to use it for, for example, there's a school out West that's really has a great shop program. And so they're making things and working within their community and actually selling their products. Here, part of our expertise falls within the Center for Cognitive Formation, which is our special ed program. And so 
a new entity has started this year called Bridge Education, which is where we are going out and helping other schools. Um, just had actually professional development one one school in the Cayman Islands and helping them get support for their school professional development. Um, and our expertise is within that special education piece and also within the regular ed teachers knowing that um, we're all in this together. Again, teaching all to teach all. So just launched Bridge Education where we're going out and bridging the product that we're using, which is the National Institute for Learning Development and helping other schools get started, especially private schools that don't have as much resources. And since we did this from scratch, we know exactly how to do it, cut to the chase. And, and I love doing that because a lot of the schools are asking for that support because not every school thought they had students with vulnerabilities, but now they're finding out they do. And they're, they're asking, what do I do about it? And that's our expertise. So we're actually bridging schools and, and sustaining our school that way. It's brand new, just started this year and board approved. And we're excited about that. Very cool. Very cool. Any other ones to mention for fundraising? Pretty much at this time, we do. We're looking at grants. We, you okay. know, we follow grants, and we're using Bridge Education. Anything else at that point, we used prior, but have moved into more using our sustainability that way. Okay. Well, I'd love to segue into my last question. I always ask the guests, which is giving you a chance to share a piece of advice with the school leaders listening. So you've been in education for a while. So what's a, what's a good piece of a nugget of advice for the school leaders listening? Remember who you're serving. You know, our interest is in the child and our product is a life. And it's important when you're in education to keep your eyes focused. I mean, most educators know they love the children. And when they leave education is what you hear always is that they couldn't get to the child. Something was in the way that their heart is to go to the child, help them learn and get them through things and encourage them to be the best version of themselves. Within a lot in the last five years has changed in education and the students need us even more. So to keep our focus on the interests of the child and remember why we're doing what we're doing, what we're called to do, keeps us out of those distractions that make us think that maybe it's just not worth it. If we've touched one life and helped one child as an educator, we're happy with that. Yeah. But it is, it is a lot more work sometimes than people want to take on. But when you're in education, don't give up. Those kids need us and they need us to be, and they need us to do what we were called to do, to love on them, to teach them, to serve them, and to know that we can help them be the best version of themselves. I love that. And I love that you mentioned it the way you did them and the aspect of it's a child's life. Like your, your product, the product is a life and it's not, it's not a number. Like I know we like to put that in, in, in number form. I think it's just very common. I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing depending on how it's done. Cause yes, we need to know we need this many to make our payroll and all that stuff. I get that part of it, but that number is a life. And that's one of the things, even just going back to like news articles or things where people go this many people passed away or this many people had this happen or like yeah each of those people each of those numbers is a is a life as a person so i love that you have that outlook and i just want to double down on that for the listeners is every one of those if you have Thank you. Uh, 50 students or 500 students it's it's all separate lives separate families separate separate home life issues separate everything that yes. they're coming and you get to pour into them for 
six, eight hours a day of their, of their lives at one life. And so what a, what a, what an opportunity that you have at your disposal there to, to love and to pour into those kids. So I love that. I just want to double down on it because I thought it was really portrayed very nicely from you. So thank you. It's good stuff, Lorraine. Well, I I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know the school year is already off and going a couple weeks for you guys. So appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on the school success podcast and just wishing you and Dominion Ridge nothing but the best as you guys kick butt here in 2023, 2024. And uh, yeah, if there's anything I can do to help you, obviously let us know. But I appreciate you taking time today, Lorraine. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Well, another huge shout out and a thank you to Lorraine for taking time and being on the podcast today. I love what she's doing over at Dominion Ridge and I'm wishing them nothing but the best as they continue to grow and educate the next generation that's coming behind us. And as always, I'm hoping you guys were able to take at least one thing from today's episode that you can take back to your school to make it better than it is right now. We have some amazing resources that you need to check out. And one of them is our website, schoolsuccessmakers.com. Please go there and please sign up for the School Success Report launching this fall. It's our weekly newsletter, all for schools and educators. It's going to have some awesome things, some great articles. We're going to have some giveaways, shout out some different teachers and educators across the country. It's going to be fun. You don't want to miss it. So please go sign up for that. It's in the top right-hand corner. There's a button currently on our website for School Success Report. Go over there and make sure you're going to get it when we launch this fall. And if you're a Facebook user, we'd love you to join our private community on Facebook just for school leaders called School Success Makers. We'd love to see you in there. I'm personally in there and I'd love to see you in there as well. If you guys have any comments, suggestions, or ideas for the podcast to help make it better or anything we can add to our community or any of those things, please let us know. You can send us a message through our website, schoolsuccessmakers.com. We would love to hear from you. And if you're loving our content, we'd love a five-star review. We'd love you to share us out on social. Give us a tag. You can tag my Mitchell Slater page. And I'd love to re- tag and retweet all those different things out for you guys for sharing our content because that really does mean a lot to us and we hope you continue to tune in and get educated more on all the things you can do to make your school and yourself better we'll be back here next week with another amazing guest as usual on the school success podcast we'll see you then